What's up, man? Not much. Not much. Time for time for our monthly podcast. Monthly podcast. That's pretty good. I see some podcasts that uh, do less frequently than that. Yeah, it's it's funny how it's kind of just worked out that way. Yeah, I just got. It, this is like more for me at this point than it is for anyone else. I just got all these things I need to talk through. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it it works because like I definitely don't prioritize as many games anymore. So, yeah, um, yeah, and I just need time to play games. Yeah. And week to week, I don't know that I would have that, which would be pretty boring to hear me listen to. Yeah. I could I could certainly go week to week and talk about something like wrestling, but no thanks. Yeah, we don't. Have, I know you don't want to go there. Nope. You could start your own solo show for that if you want. A solo podcast. I th- for a while I was considering doing that. Yeah, my uh, brother. Like, my brother did that for a while. Like short, like short, like uh, bite size things. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but uh, been playing some games. Games. This is the Think. Whiff Punish Games cast, so we're going to talk yes. about games, not wrestling. No, never. Yeah, uh, I, since our last episode was primarily about Monster Hunter, I've played some more things, um, some more recent games. I don't know if you want to start with me. Yeah, let's, uh, let's just go through, let's whip through the... Uh, the impressions that we got, we can go a game a piece, and then uh, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Shouldn't be too long here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess to get out ahead very quickly, Death Stranding is the hotness right now. The hotness. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do a special episode for Death Stranding uh, with the oft mentioned Mike from work as a special guest. P- potentially a week after this episode, we'll see. But yeah, I wanted to do kind of like a dedicated episode to that because I think we'll have a lot to talk about. Uh, there's a lot going on in that game, but uh, it's good. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to talk about it this episode. We, we both are that. liking it. Yeah, yeah, we're we're liking it. I have a ton of time into it. And I'm excited. I'm continue. I'm excited to keep playing it, and I'm excited to have a conversation about it. Yeah, yeah, me too. And so you that, guys that won't can be look covered. forward to that and be excited for that as well. Yeah, that'll be a whole special thing. But um. I guess the the biggest thing I have a significant amount of time into is the Outer Worlds, which, man, do I have conflicted feelings about that game. Yeah, it kind of stinks. I feel like for a while, everyone was like talking about it. It was like, this is so good. This is exactly what we wanted from Obsidian. And yeah, I feel like everyone I- was real high on it. And I was even, it was a game that I had written off when I had seen like footage yeah, for like, it originally i was like i probably won't play that and then everyone started talking about it and saying that it's good so i was like well maybe i should play that and so go i ahead. feel like the i feel like the media hype around it was like crazy high at launch and then no one talked about it anymore <laughs> like think, it got decent reviews and then it was like uh a lot of people didn't finish it at it's, least from the shows that I listen to, it's a very busy time for games. To be to it, be fair, it is. It's a small. Yeah. I don't want to say small release, but there's a lot of like bigger titles that have come out well, and are coming out. I mean, you think about Call of Duty, Pokemon, Death Stranding. Like these are games that people have been. Like I, I don't know. I guess because like Outer Worlds is like 
it's it's a new Fallout game, and Fallout seventy six was such a disappointment and is a continuing disappointment for most people, other than its diehard fans. So like, I feel like Outer Worlds is a big deal. Yeah, not I'm not trying to diminish the importance of it. I just I mean, Call of Duty and Death Stranding and Pokemon. I I don't know. There's just some. Yeah, there's just other games I feel like that are people are more hyped for. I think yeah. the, the hype around Outer Worlds was, whoa, this game is actually good. Yeah, maybe that's true. You like know, it was surprisingly good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't yeah. know. Go ahead, go, but, go go forth with your impressions. And uh, uh, yeah, the surprisingly good thing I think wore off on me pretty quick. Uh, like when I first started playing it, I was real hyped because yes, it was surprisingly good. It's a cool new world. It's it's a Bethesda-esque game done much better than Bethesda has done since Skyrim, frankly, uh, which was a long time ago. And it's it's one of those games for sure, but they also are like pushing it a little bit forward more like Mass Effect, kind of. Uh, the way that like you have companions that actually are fleshed out characters as opposed to like one or two companions that they did in Fallout 4 that are sort of fleshed out characters. Like these people, you have uh, Companion Quests 4, which Mass Effect started doing, and you really get to like learn them and learn more about them and get familiar with them. And it's like, it's cool. All that stuff is cool in Outer Worlds, like all the dialogue stuff. But gameplay is just not there still. Like, I think, I think what was cool about Fallout is the VATS system, because it's not really that great of a shooter. Um, Did you ever play any of the Fallouts? Nah, I never did. Yeah. So, like, VATS, do you know what it is? VATS is, like, it's it's like a slowdown. Yeah, I know You can target things, yeah. I'm familiar with Fallout. It was just, Fallout's popularity was prior to my RPG. Yeah. So, like, I I had no interest in a 50-hour... Yeah. Like stat crawl, yeah. When, when those games are popular, so yeah. So like Outer Worlds really just leans heavily on really aping that gameplay. Like they basically do VATS. It's not exactly the same. It's a little bit. It, you don't target specific body parts. It's more free aiming and like real time stuff. But you still slow down time and get to pick what you're shooting, and like that stuff's fine. And the shooting is fine, but like it's not enough that I want to even really do it at this point. Like, I was just playing it before we started recording because I kind of fell off the game for, like, two weeks and am sort of forcing myself to play it. And I think it's because all the stuff in between traveling around the towns and talking to people and just learning about this goofy capitalist nightmare (laughs) like all of the stuff in between where you're just fighting bandits which is like the worst thing the most boring thing in video games like we can't come up with enemies so here's some generic bandit thing that is just everywhere for you to kill like all of that stuff it's just not interesting i want to like the the wanna, shooting's just not interesting. I want to give a hot take here too. I think no matter what the shooting game is, if you need to have a time slow mechanic in order to make the shooting interesting or to yeah. make it competent, then we're we're having problems. At least personally like, for me, that time slow mechanic has been a thing in games for 
a while now. Yeah. And I'm just like losing interest in it the more that I. Yeah, I don't even I... really use it too much in Outer Worlds, and and it really limits you actually. Like we, we uh, like, talked about it, like when I played Vanquish. I don't know if we did that on air or not, but it's just I don't. Oh I don't, yeah. I don't want to have to slow down time to. I don't know. To hit. Me. I guess I was thinking. I was thinking in Vanquish, it was more like a stylistic choice, but like this game, I think does try to compensate for maybe the lackluster shooting. I I played Vanquish a long time ago, so I don't remember if it if it was like not great or whatever. But like. They limit it in Outer Worlds. It's really not even a focus. I don't even want to say it's a focus unless you spec that way. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that it wasn't good in Vanquish. It's just that I'm over it is all yeah. the point that I'm I'm trying to make. It doesn't add anything to a game for me at this point. Yeah, like they, they try to make it cool in Outer Worlds where whenever you do the slowdown thing, you get to like put all these negatives on enemies. So like if you shoot them in the head, you'll you blind debuffs. them. Yeah, debuffs. That's what I'm looking for. If you if you shoot them in the legs, you'll cripple them or knock them over. Or if you shoot them in the arm or something, so like the the time slow has a purpose to like add debuffs to enemies, which is cool and useful. But like after the you know 500th Marauder, and I'm like maybe halfway through the game, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't I don't care to do that to them anymore. And and I started playing the game on hard because I heard it was too easy. And, like, for a little bit it was challenging and that made combat, like, I had to think about combat. And, like, I had to buff myself with meds and all this stuff. But it still just wasn't satisfying or, like, interesting or rewarding or anything. So I bumped it down to normal and now I'm just running around, like, running trying, gun. Trying to plow through it as fast as you can. Yeah, because, like, all I want to do is talk to people and, yeah. like, learn about the world and, like, the universe. Because it's, it is interesting. Um, it's, like, you, the I guess the premise of the game uh, is you, or it takes place, like, hundreds of years in the future. Mankind has expanded into, you know, far reaches of space. And it takes place all in this one solar system, which is an entire colony that is just overrun with these like mega corporations. Um, and they rule everybody's lives. Everybody is, everybody is an employee to a corporation. Um, and, and like, it's, it's very cynical in a funny way. Like all the dialogue is actually really witty and pretty well written. Um, geez, hold on. Phone's blown up. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so like, all that stuff is interesting. Like, that's what I want to know about. I want to learn more about this universe and these poor saps lives living under the thumb of these corporations. And I don't really just want to shoot. There's like two monster types that I've seen. So there's like two monsters and marauders and that's it. And like, it just gets so old. I'm so tired of that already. So I turned it to normal to run and gun and just blow through everything, which is fine, but it's still like... Yeah, you're just not still, enjoying all, every part of the game. It's still this barrier I have to it's do. It's a yeah, chore, so, yeah. Yeah, so it, it has it, become a chore, which sucks. Do you think you'll finish it? I don't know. Like I, There's a lot out right now that is probably distracting you from well, going back and to I'm, that. And I'm like decently into that game. Like I'm far enough that I feel like I just want to see it through, but then there's also this... like. 
that game doesn't really give you a good sense of like what the main conflict is other than just going around and seeing everything yeah like i i sort of couldn't even really tell you what the game what my goal is actually uh and and also like your main character is silent and like it ha- and so like you create a character and you do all this stuff but your character doesn't talk so they have no personality and meanwhile there's all this crazy amount of voice acting in the whole game there's tons of really cool characters with like interesting takes and perspectives and all this stuff and mean and you're just quiet so like it's really weird again once again a very quiet uh main character and like they went all these they took all these steps to make it like a mass effect game but you're not you don't have a commander shepherd and i think if like you maybe had a voiced main character it would be even better because like you could get into it a little bit more or i could get into it a little bit more i don't know i i was like real high on the game took a break and like now i kind of just can't get whatever back to on it. it yeah and that sucks it. yeah that sucks like i it, and it it's weird because i love the bethesda games and like famously we complained a ton about fallout 4 on 2v1 because it was a very big disappointment and it was like, oh, Obsidian is taking that thing one step forward with Outer Worlds, but it's more like a half step forward. It's like not really enough. Do you think, do you think that uh, the budget was probably part of that? They've mentioned that in interviews that they were limited on stuff. I don't know. Um, I haven't really noticed like shortcuts on things. I mean... They're, no, the, just in the, terms of like a silent protagonist and maybe the combat and just certain yeah, things. Yeah, but there's that, like there's so much voice acting already. Like I don't understand what. What's one like, more person? What's one more person? Yeah, like I, I mean, there's all these dialogue trees and like different paths you can take, and like there's you know it's an RPG with uh, decisions where one way could go this way or one way could go another way. So like it has all this branching shit. I don't know why the main character couldn't just. Have you a know, voice. Have a voice. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know. Uh, it's I I I I don't know. I can't really even recommend the game. Like when I, if you would have asked me when it first came out, I would have definitely recommended it. But now it's more like, eh. I don't know. I don't know that it's doing anything really worth seeing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. But um, I don't know. We'll see if I finish it and if I. Just, if it like blows me away at the end, which I don't really expect, but these like these like loot based game like role playing games, uh, if there isn't stuff looking worth looking for in containers, like why have it at all? Like yeah. that's another that's another big problem I have with that game and that style of game. Like there's like no reason to look in things ever. So you're just <laughs> looking for people to talk to, and other than that, it's it. And just blowing through all the enemies, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I was I was not gonna play it, and then everyone was so hyped about it that I was like, oh, maybe I will. And both you and Josh were like, "Bah." Yeah, Josh really fell away on it. But it, I I guess the good thing is it is on Game Pass, so like, there's not a you, commitment if you're already a Game Pass. Yeah, subscriber. If, if you if you're paying for Game Pass, you can at least check it out. Which but. is me. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. There's a lot on the end of the year list that I'm not going to get through that I would rather play first. So yeah, that's where I'm at too. It's like I could just put time into something else instead of finishing that. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a uh, gift and a curse, man. 2019 video games are we're up to our nuts in in that time of the, in games. that time of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I've been I've been playing some games. It's been a it's been a month. I've I've finished some things. I've started some things. I've not finished some things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did end up finishing. I know I've been talking about it for weeks uh, on here. I did finally finish Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Oh wow! I have some some nice wrap up thoughts on that. <laughs> That's a game I feel like nobody probably remembered came out this year. No one probably remembers it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Marvel, the Marvel property, I think, kind of went through, especially in recent years, a big change in uh, commercial success. I'll say. Okay. I think I think when Marvel Ultimate Alliance Two was out, it would have been Xbox. And I three sixty. Yeah, three sixty. And and I think the first one was probably the first Xbox. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't even know if it was three sixty, to be honest with you. I think it's regular Xbox. Ultimate Alliance two was on three sixty. Okay. It was a pack in game. X Men Legends, which I believe is the start that's, of this franchise. That's original Xbox. Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, when these games were out and I was playing them with my brother. You know, it's top-down, isometric, sort of a brawler, sort of a Diablo-style dungeon crawler type of game. Uh, the Marvel Universe, you know, we had cartoons and we had comics. So, you know, we had a, a comic book-ass story for this type of game. You know, we played it. I didn't exactly need an explanation for why Ghost Rider was popping up in the story and then I could pick him as a character. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, where I'm going with this. Fast forward to 2019. We have the Marvel Cinematic Universe now, which has introduced the Marvel cast to an audience that otherwise had probably would have no like understanding of who like Groot or Rocket yeah. Raccoon. Like there's there's all yeah. these weird members of the Marvel Universe now that are are recognizable on a way grander stage than would have been 10 years ago. Yeah. So I think a lot of the complaints were for this game when it came out were more like, you know, the story isn't good. All these characters show up for no reason. And like that kind of stuff, I think is kind of tainted by the Marvel cinematic universe. There's like a Probably. bar, there's like a bar that it's set now that everything that comes out, it's going to get compared to that because that's what everyone's introduction to it, that universe is. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't wait to see what that, uh, that Square Enix game and, looks like compared to the, the movies. The Square Enix is doomed because of this. There's yeah. no way that game is going to meet expectations. Yeah. And I'm not trying to make excuses for the game, but I don't, I don't think it has to. Like, this game played exactly like the games played 10 years ago. You know, you have yeah. some weird comic story. They're trying to get the Infinity Gems. They got all this the members of the Avengers showing up at random times. And, like, you know, maybe Doctor Strange shows up because we went here. Or maybe the, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy show up because we're in this. And other than, you know, them saying hi and getting a little splash screen and introducing the characters... 
Like, there's not really a reason for them to be there other than to just play with this many characters. Yeah. And I think that's fine. Like, that's what that's what you are go- coming to this for. You know what I mean? Was, I mean, well, so, is the gameplay fun, we're, though? We're, we're getting there. We're not there okay. yet. We're not okay. there yet, okay? Because I thought that was part of the complaints, too. Uh, But, like, I'm just t- saying, in terms of licensed Marvel, yeah, this went did everything I wanted to do and even went a little farther than that. Like they use some characters that are even deeper into the catalogs than I would expect. It went places that were fun. We got to see Wakanda. We got to see nowhere. We got to see all these cool places rendered in the games and the game had a pretty decent story. I think like with the infinity gems and the black order and all the stuff that I didn't really expect it to do. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I don't know. I, I get defensive when everyone's like, Oh, it's not, <laughs> it's not Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man. Like that, that MCU is just one version of the Marvel universe. There is a ton of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So gameplay wise, I don't think this thing was, it's not going to be in any end of the year lists. We'll say. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, it's a brawler, like it's it's a button mashy, yeah, brawler. And I think it played pretty well. Uh, they they had a, like there's like forty characters that you can be, and I only have half of them after completing the game. No, but, really. But there was a lot of fun in uh, the way the combat works. Is like bigger enemies have two health bars they have like a purple health bar and a red health bar and the purple health bar is kind of like a stun bar and so heavy attacks do damage to the purple health bar and you would have to get that down to stun them and then once you stun them it would yeah let you do more damage to the red health bar um so there was like a nice depth to combat all the way through that made me like making you had had to think about what you were doing instead of just yeah a little bit it wasn't just button mashing yeah. Um, and then it was cool, like, the whole premise of the game is, like, to use your team and to, like, kind of time, like, Storm's tornado with Wolverine's, like, Berserker Claw. And when you do them together, it powers up the, like, both attacks and then you get a bigger yeah. stun. Yeah. And so, like, th- using that stuff thoughtfully to defeat enemies, to fight bosses was, like, pretty good, I would say. The game's worst offense is its camera <laughs> by far um they couldn't decide whether they wanted to do like the god of war style camera where it's like still framed not god of war new god of war like old playstation yeah two era where it's like they give you this big epic view on the action where it's like the camera's pulled back so you can see how big the sentinel is standing in the background like that kind of thing yeah and uh then sometimes they would let you control the camera. So like kind of like flipping between these two things, you would get an area where the camera would be like way down low and you couldn't see anything. <laughs> so that was kind of bad. There's some moments in the game. You're like, I don't know how this, I don't know how they didn't play test this and decide that, <laughs> like that this is okay. I can't it, see anything. Let's ship it. There's already like a ridiculous amount of stuff popping off on the screen with, right with everyone's magic attacks and the lasers and you're getting yourself lost and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, other than 
some wonky camera, this game accomplished exactly what I wanted it to accomplish. It wasn't, it wasn't too, it wasn't too mindless with the button mashing. There's a ridiculous amount of granular, like XP uh, leveling up stuff. Yeah, yeah, like they hmm. really, really, really get into the weeds with with how you level up your characters. Um, almost probably to a point where it was too much. Yeah. Uh, and I played on the normal difficulty, and uh, I, there's like probably five or six challenges that you unlock for each level. There was ten chapters. So for each chapter, you get five or six. There's probably probably 75 challenges that you can go through at the end for like really specking out your characters. So there's some there's some replayability. <laughs> yeah, they 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 made a pretty complete game, I would say. Yeah, I would I wouldn't be willing to give the golf clap because I know that like my love of comic books and the Marvel universe is is giving me. Coloring your opinion a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah. but I, I would definitely give it a thumbs up. I think, like, you know, on Christmas when me and my brother get together to play games, that, that'll that definitely be one that we, Did, we mess Yeah, with. you played it co-op, didn't you? Or I played probably the first 70% of it with my wife, and then things started to get a little difficult, and I just kind of banged through the end of it on my own. Yeah, okay. So, but, I mean, she made it through. We had to, it was definitely challenging. There was definitely some bosses that, really required us to figure out how we were going to yeah you know how we were going to use our abilities and and we would have to grind not grind but we would use xp cubes and stuff that we got up to level up certain attacks in order to get past a certain wall that we were at so yeah i think i think that game it came out and everyone was like this is cool but it sucks Dude. yeah <laughs> and then that yeah, was it, it that's all we heard of it it really it really didn't sound uh or get much praise at all yeah i agree so you know for what it is i think i think a lot of the criticisms of that are probably more about what it isn't than i think it's weird it i think it's weird it's a switch exclusive too yeah so like it's so it's hindered like and and all that um but so to piggyback off that because i don't really have much to say about this game like what i wanted out of it was a multiplayer dungeon crawler and basically i wanted it to be diablo with marvel characters but i had never played diablo right so recently i got some guys at work that decided they wanted to play diablo 3 with me so i've been i probably have a couple hours into diablo 3 yeah and the new hotness diablo 3 yeah the new hotness is right and I will say that the the experience with Diablo three is way it's way better. So yeah, maybe I'm maybe sure. maybe my maybe I just don't know like what that kind of what a good game that's made like that looks like, and that's why I enjoy it. And well, that's why other people dislike it more. The difference the difference also with Diablo right is it's a loot game. Marvel yeah isn't yeah. really yeah it's not really a loot based game. I don't really but, like the loot thing in Diablo, though. It's I I mean, so many games do it now, like and stole it from Diablo, like old Diablo. It's that, not it's not super interesting in Diablo, from what I played of it. Maybe it'll get better, but like it doesn't really change the way your character looks a ton, and it's just incremental. Oh, really? Not not what I have so far. It's just I incremental uh, stat increases, and 
Diablo's a little broken at this point that we're playing it because it's been out for, I don't know, five, 2012, six years, I think. I think. Yeah. Right. I think it's 2012, so seven Maybe, years. So it's even older. Okay. And uh, they're still running like a seasonal loot run. You can create a character and play an event. It's like season 18 now or whatever. Yeah. So there's been like a power creep kind of with with where the leveling how the leveling system goes. Yeah. So we started so you're the game getting on, stuff to just blow through it. Well, I don't know if it's the stuff that we're getting or like Experience. this. Yeah, I don't know how it works, but something's wrong with with how the leveling works because we are just not even I've not even come close to dying like Well, I was I, under the impression that it was kind of difficult, and it is uh, it is insanely easy. Like you, we're just holding the X button and running through the. Well, so that's my problem with that game, and why I didn't get into it, even when I first tried playing it years, like uh, six years ago. At this point, that's what it was six years ago too. Like yeah. I thought, I thought the combat was pretty mindless. Um, there was just way too much stuff on the screen that I didn't even really like know what I was doing. I was just watching enemy health bars go down and it just like i was turned off real fast it just didn't seem interesting at all and i i know that game has challenges but you probably have to get like deep into it and get specked out and then specifically seek out those challenges as opposed to like the main progress through the game you probably aren't going to meet a lot of resistance if i had to guess we're going to bump the difficulty and see what happens yeah yeah so yeah I'll have more on that later, but it's just a little fun thing I decided to do with my work buddies, and I picked the Necromancer class, and it's really sweet. It's like I have all these like crazy drain your blood attacks, and there's like <laughs> yeah. an army of skeletons that follow me into battle, and I can like tell them to go attack things. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so. it's cool. Uh, the The theme of Diablo is really sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The story and everything is pretty. Uh, it's pretty cool, and I, I think the way that it handles like telling a story in a multiplayer game is actually pretty competent, I'll say. Hmm. With like, you know, you go talk to it's an RPG, so you go talk to a character. But when someone's talking to the character, like we all see the text, and all of our characters respond, and it's jump yeah. in and jump out, and it's just it. Th- I think it works pretty well. I think that's one of the hardest things to do, probably as a developer, and. I've noticed it as playing multiplayer games. It's like to deliver a story while everyone's chatting and playing yeah. together. Just doesn't oh, man. really work out. It's a, it's impossible in Divinity. Like I'm 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 playing Divinity Two co-op with people, and that game everybody is autonomous. And whenever somebody's talking to somebody, you have no idea they're talking to them <laughs> yeah. unless you walk up to them or like click on them or something. So like you can be getting all these. It's it's interesting because it's more like it's more like D&D and what it's supposed to be like but it's just you know trying to learn the story and understand what's happening we have to like relay it to each other instead of actually all seeing what's happening and it's yeah. it's kind of weird but that game's all about gameplay anyway not really the story but yeah which i would argue probably is the case for Diablo 3 as well but yeah probably <laughs> yeah yeah uh so i I guess briefly, um, I wanted to mention a game that you also played, uh, which is Sayonara Wild Hearts. I was I was thinking about this today. I couldn't remember if you played it or not. 
Yeah, I did. We I, haven't I, talked about this at all. No. No. Nope. So I think exciting. I just told you guys it was cool. And yeah. I played it and that was what it. What did you what did you think about it? I thought it was neat. Uh I th- it was uh it was an interesting little bite-sized experience. Um it's a Sinon Wild Sayonara Wild Hearts, which is, is a, a sweet name for a game, I think. Honestly. Yeah, it's a it's like a little rhythm um and I guess endless runner in quotes. It's not endless, but that's how it's built. It's an auto runner. That's what I'm looking for. It kind of plays like Thumper, I think, a little bit. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, it's I, I, what I what I would actually compare it the most to because this is a game that's on um on mobile as well as PS4, and I think that's it. But it's it was on the uh, Apple whatever whatever their thing was called i already apple arcade. apple arcade right um the thing i would compare this game most to is temple run yeah that makes do sense do you remember do you remember absolutely temple run? absolutely yeah, that, that is that, a good comparison that is totally what this game is only it's more of a rhythm thing where it's based around music and you're hitting you're hitting um like one button at certain points to in time with the rhythm to like do certain actions on the screen and yeah, I I liked it like a lot more than I expected. Um, when I when you first showed me gameplay for it, I was like, eh, I don't know. I'm not totally into like the like three color neon aesthetic. Like, yeah. there's like no no other visual color to it, or really visual anything to it. But um, it actually works really well. They do a lot with that really minimalistic style. Yeah, um, I think that I think it looks sweet. Yeah, like oh, yeah, I agree. Like after playing through the whole thing, I thought it was really well done. Um I don't I don't know. There isn't like a ton to say about it other than I think it's really worth playing. It's yeah. like an hour long. What made uh, you what made you decide to check it out? If for that exact reason, it was one of those short things. Like I, we've we've talked about that before like where sometimes I'll just want to play one of those really short things. Like yeah. if it's like just the narrative thing or but if I um, but if you looked at the trailer and thought, eh, I don't know if this is for me, what was the thing that you were like, okay, I guess I'll try this? Well, I heard nothing but universal praise for it. Yeah. Like from you and you know media, basically, yeah. and I, and like it seemed interesting, like enough that I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. I, I, there's nothing to lose, I guess is is really yeah, the especially thing. especially if you're playing on Apple Arcade, like that's. If you, I, if you, I played it on PS4 because I don't have an Apple anything, yeah. but. So it was it was like I think ten bucks or something, which is fine. Like that, I, it was totally worth ten bucks just to mm-hmm. just, just to, to try see it out. What it was, yeah, yeah, it was neat. Um, I liked uh, I liked how it told a story, too, all through just visuals, basically. Um, yeah, so it's basically like a uh, it's a synth pop, like is what they build it as a interactive album. Yeah, I wouldn't so, say I love the music. So, but. I like the music. That's kind of like up my alley. But anyways, totally. uh, there's there's like this kind of song track uh, playlist that it goes through, and as it goes through the playlist, it tells a story that's similar to I would say Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, is what it, yes. is what it reminded yes. me of, like yes. where you're like defeating X. I couldn't tell if it was like boyfriends or girlfriends. I don't know. Or like, well, not e- not even that, but like, I couldn't tell if they these they had a previous relationship or like if it was something else. I don't know. But Scott Pilgrim is a perfect. Yeah, it, it gives you like this this uh, heart story about this person who got her heart broken and fell into this trans dimensional 
rift and then they're conquering like all these but i don't know it doesn't it doesn't really matter it's just all that to say that you know the visual presentation it gives is like a person like standing on a motorbike and having sword fights and it's just all this ridiculous like stuff to go along with the gameplay that is all uh set in rhythm to this synth pop soundtrack so if you're like into electronic music at all this will this will do it for you uh it's it's very simple to play. I let my wife play it, and she, she was digging it. And I, I kind of discovered this with my wife, like as we were playing this game. She, I think, would rather score attack games than play something to experience it. Oh man, which is is so interesting to me because that is interesting. You know, I'm in it for the narrative. I like I like a, a piece of, of of media that I can bite into and enjoy, and then when it's done. You know, I like to have discussion about it, but I, it's done. Do you know what I'm saying? There's very rare that there's games that I just endlessly play. And, uh, you know, we I let her play this to because to, I wanted to see what her opinion was on this Scott Pilgrim story. And she just wants to replay the same level over and over and over again yeah. to, to get the scores. So, yeah, there's definitely different different reasons to play games. And she's just a person that I think um I, I think if I have one negative of the game is that I don't want to score attack it. Yeah, and I, I would agree. And I, love, I would agree. I love doing that stuff. And I feel like that game, like the controls are a little floaty. It's not responsive enough. Um, I think you would be memorizing the level to score attack it more than like playing. Well, so, well, for that, for Thumper, you're sort of memorizing the level also. Um, but you have to you have to perform it and Thumper also does a really good job of giving giving you like cues Audio of what cues. is what is coming up next. So like you don't necessarily have to memorize it. It it like gives you some help along the way in like a brilliant way that's incorporated with the music. Thumper is so fucking good. Um but yeah, this, this is this not game, this is not the same thing. This is more about yeah, experiencing it, this is like, definitely more of an experience like of like what happens in they, I don't think they meant for it to be the sort of thing where it's challenging you and me neither. I I don't think it was supposed to be either. And I and like that's where like the game has virtually no replayability to me. Yeah, yeah. Um so it's like that's like the only downside to it is play it once and probably never ever again. Um Yeah. But if I mean if you like the music enough, see I think the thing my, I, the music was fine. Those levels are really short. Yeah, so like when they're, you beat they're the really game, short. when you beat the game, you unlock this like endless play mode that kind of just rips right through the songs without uh, like giving you a score and a grade after each. Oh. After each level. Okay. So when I beat it originally, I went back and I played that because I was kind of just trying to piece together what the narrative was. That's what I was interested in, and I liked the music and the visuals enough that I was like, I'll sit through this again just to kind of watch it. Yeah, and so I played that mode, which moves a lot quicker because it's not loading. Well, it still loads between each song, so it doesn't yeah. work like I would want it to. But it it doesn't take the break of you know tallying up. You miss this many, yeah. And you score okay, at the yeah. end, so it just goes right through the whole album, and then it gives you the whole experience in one sitting, and then it tallies all that up at the end. Okay. So I, I played through it a couple times and. That mode is what I would recommend if you're like in it for the story. Hmm. So I don't know. It's it's a, it was a, definitely a cool thing. I would I would give it a thumbs up. Anyone who's in, in into rhythm games, 
or has an interest in electronic music or just little bite-sized. Yeah, it's a unique little like indie game. Um, I think I think it made a nice splash this year and people definitely talked about it more than I think other games. And it's kind of a small game. So it's 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 it was cool. One of the most talked about about Apple arcade games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I'm glad you played it. I think that game was cool. Yeah, I'm glad I played it, too. Yeah. What else you got? Uh. Well, I started... Well, okay, before before Pokemon, real quick, I want to mention Killer Queen, um, because oh, I, I that think... That game's Killer, ridiculous. I think Killer Queen was dead on arrival, and I'm I'm really upset about that. I, I think that game is so interesting. Uh, Killer Queen Black is out on PC and Switch. It's a multiplayer-only, uh, head-to-head, t- four against four, like post apocalypse B game. <laughs> uh it it's such a weird setting and style and stuff, but you play as teams of bees or bee people and um one player is the queen and you're you're trying to accomplish one of three goals in a match to win the match. And it's chaos. It's this crazy System like competitive systems compounding on systems of like one of the goals is collect enough berries to fill out your hive and it's an economic victory. One the other one is to kill the queen three times and it's a military victory. And then the last one is ride this snail across a finish line for whatever reason. And I and it's just called a snail victory, I think. But like everybody is trying to make one of these happen all at once. And it's just, like, so crazy because you're managing, like, oh, it looks like the queen's about to die. Okay, everybody try and kill the queen. Or this queen's really good and is preventing us from everything. Or, like, try and get the snail to <laughs> yeah, it's just, to, to distract it's, everybody and, like, maybe we'll get the snail win. And It's, like, it's a lot of plate juggling on a team, and it makes a fun, it makes for a fun competitive experience. Yeah, and it's it's really neat, and like there's nothing else like it that I can think of outside of maybe a board game. Like board games do multiple like victory condition type things, but like video games don't really do that much, and and especially multiplayer ones. And like, I just wish more people were playing it because whenever you play it online, you get matched up with the same people pretty much that whole night that you're playing yeah and matchmaking takes a hot minute and matchmaking takes a while and and like no one is talking about this game at all and it's been out for like a month or month and a half and that's just a bummer because like it's it's a really cool thing uh it's history was an arcade machine only like i don't know six years or older and it was only in like select cities and i'd always heard about it and like really wanted to play it and so like finally somebody was like okay let's make a console version and that was awesome and it just doesn't seem like it really took off and that sucks it could uh, <laughs> i mean i, I that's not how get in front of the right work. audience uh, i don't know <laughs> sometimes they make you usually um, usually if games don't don't get off to a good start, especially something really small like this, it's probably not gonna pick up speed. I I would love to be proven wrong, but it's just like 
I, I, I don't think even a single show I listened to mentioned it, like, once. They were like, oh, I want to play it, maybe, and that was it, but nobody played it. And I think it's really worth checking out. It's really cool. You can go online by yourself. You can go online with four friends. You can go online with people sitting next to you. Like, it, it does all of these. It has cross-play with PC. It does all of the stuff right to make it easy to make games happen. And it still takes, like, maybe two minutes to match make a game. So it's, like, it's not a good sign. <laughs> but it's a uh, cool game. It's a really cool game. I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of fun. I've actually played it quite a bit. Killer um, Queen Black. Yeah. Not a love, yeah. not a great name. Yeah, well, the name originally was Killer Queen, and so they added Black for some reason. It has something to do with the online play. I actually have no idea what it means. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You want you me got to... anything else? Yeah, I got. I'll I'll give a I played a good bit of the new Call of Duty. That's right. Uh it's more Call of Duty. I yep. know uh I know it's probably one of the bigger selling games this year. I know, I know for a fact. Yeah. Pro- probably sold a bazillion copies. Uh it's kind of interesting. I don't think the conversation around that game has had very much staying power. Do you? I don't think it ever does with Call of Duty. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I feel like Black Ops sell- last last year, people talked about it because everyone was talking about well, Blackout for a while. Because of Blackout, yeah. Yeah. So this doesn't have the whole uh, Battle Royale, and I think it kind of came and went. At least yeah. in games media. Games media is not always a good uh, measurement of success or anything like that. So es- Especially not for, um, you know, just a multiplayer shooter. Like, that has been what it has been for how many years now? Like, the the core audience for that game is there, and it's going to be popular. But, yeah, media is not really going to spend a bunch of time talking about it. There's not yeah. much to talk about there, you know? Yeah, so I won't spend too much time. Did, uh, well, did you play the campaign at all? I've played probably half the campaign. Okay. Uh, I think the campaign does a good job of showing their budget. Uh, yeah. Which is big. Always. We'll That's say. always the case, yeah. Uh, it's good. It doesn't offer like a whole lot of challenge. I think the story's fine. It's not anything crazy. Terrorists are taking this and that. and they, <laughs> There's definitely cool action set pieces. So it, it has all the stuff that you would want a Call of Duty campaign to have. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean... It has nice lighting and good <laughs> it cinematography. Looks, looks real nice. <laughs> the sound is really good on it. All that stuff is to be expected with a game with that kind of budget. Uh, that kind term- of budget. In terms of the multiplayer, I'm still kind of on the fence about it. Excuse me, sorry. I liked some of the changes they made in last year's Black Ops 4. Uh, I liked the hero class stuff. Yeah. And I liked that they had like a quick heal in the last game, and neither of those have made it to this game. Huh. Yeah, I so guess that makes sense. This game feels a little bit more stiff, kind of with the running and gunning. Like okay. It feels like it plays a little slower. And you can mount to walls now and like lean around corners. Yeah, I, I actually did play, I, I totally forgot, Josh and I played um, the gunfight mode. Yeah. Uh, which, which I, I don't know if you played 
much of that, but I'm I'm yeah, familiar with the mounting thing, which I thought was kind of weird, cool. but kind of cool. It's cool. It works. Yeah. Uh, and then you're back to heal, waiting for your guy to heal after you get shot, and instead of heroes, they have like a uh, a field upgrade that you can that you get after a certain amount of time. That... Is it a kill streak thing still? No, no. It's opposite. It's different from your kill streak. It's like a cooldown. Oh. And then it's it's part of it's a perk that you equip and unlock you unlock as you play more. So like you can do an extra ammunition pouch, or you can do like a recon drone that he'll throw up in the air, and then you can like point out enemies for your team, stuff like that. Yeah, it, okay. it'll give you it'll give you points towards your kill streak, but it doesn't really give you kills. Okay. So I like the hero class stuff in the last one because being a person who doesn't grind cod like I i'm not a beast at it do you know what i mean wait you're telling me you're not gonna prestige like five times no no so having a hero class stuff that when you got an ultimate every couple minutes it could let me get some kills easily which is fun makes it more fun yeah this this field upgrade stuff i feel like is less effective so maybe they were trying to make it more fair i don't, I don't know they, they took hmm. it out and it it feels like there's a little more work to get a kill now and the way they did the levels the maps they seem to be and this is just my impression i haven't read or listened to anything about this game but they seem to be way more open like with way more angles so okay. it's like really hard to play smart like you it, what do you it, mean i mean like in the old Call of Duty, like, to be effective, you could, like, kind of angle yourself in a doorway, and then you could pick people off as they ran by. And then you'd flip to the other side of the door, and you can get people from that. Like, you could control the amount of of area that you would be facing to someone that was trying to shoot you. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. So now it feels like you're playing PUBG where you can get picked off from anywhere. From any angle. And it, it makes the game hard because you die really quick anyway. Yeah. And so I feel like it encourages camping a little more. Even more than it kind of already did in the first place, as far as I understood. I don't. I don't. I've know. always heard. I've always heard camping in Call of Duty is like rampant. I don't know but if I agree. I don't know if I. I agree don't know. I didn't play them. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Yeah, camping just seems to be more effective, and hmm. that's no good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, run and gun is more of like a Halo thing. In terms of, but the one thing they they did manage, I think, in this Call of Duty really well, and this is all I'll say about it, is they offer a ton of modes that I think have whatever you want out of it. Yeah. So that two v two gun mode that you have is really cool. They're like paintball style arenas. I think that mode is legit awesome. The ground war thing is is a lot of fun for just mayhem. Like it is absolute mayhem. Yeah. Uh, like you're dying literally every three seconds. There's all kind of crazy shenanigans. And they're, cha- they're chasing like the battlefield kind of thing because that has vehicles and stuff, right? Yeah, and it's like yeah. a lot of players. Yeah, but like the thing with like Battlefield compared to Call of Duty is like I feel like Battlefield does a way better job of like uh, making you focus on objectives. Whereas yeah. this is just like this is just chaos, dude. It's just like boom, boom, bleh, blowing up. Yeah, are helicopter crashing capturing points in this well you are it... you are it's just you die like it, it you die <laughs> yeah 
I don't know. That was my experience with Battlefield too. You die in like one shot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, Battlefield felt a little more like grand, tactical. No, no, yeah, just like you could accomplish more, kind of like with people healing you and and yeah. d- different things like that. Whereas this is just this is like we just want this to be the most ridiculous version of Call of Duty on a grand Call, scale. Call of Duty they're... players don't have time to heal each other. Yeah, there's yeah. A, that's just not how it works. And then some of the like the realism mode that takes all the HUD stuff away. I think that's pretty sweet. Yeah, uh, it's kind of an equalizer for people that play a lot of Call of Duty. And... Is that the night vision one? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they have some other fun stuff. Like there's like a uh, kill. I don't know. They call it kill zone or whatever, which was like a <laughs> tiny Halo style map. It was like okay. six versus six, and then it's just. Like, I had, like, 40 kills in one game. It was f- amazing. <laughs> like, just run around with a shotgun, slide kill, slide kill. And the I was playing Kill Confirmed in that, which is, like, where you have to collect the dog tags after you kill them. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, the most fun I've had with Call of Duty multiplayer, I think, in a while. It was was doing that. And Interesting. When you, when you do a thing where you, you put it on a playlist, you can, like, kind of filter out what you don't want. And so it'll just cycle through, like, games. Oh, and uh, that's that's a pretty cool way to play. That's Call a cool Duty. feature. Yeah, like you you get one two v two game, then you get one ground war game, and then yeah, like I'm I'm not like I said I'm not the kind of person who grinds COD, but like the amount of variety in multiplayer here is really good. And you know, Call of Duty's got a good budget. It still feels tight. It still feels slick. I enjoy playing first person shooters, and this is like their premier version of that. So I think I think Modern Warfare kind of. I, I'm I'm willing to give that a thumbs up. It's it's uh, there's certainly mm-hmm. a lot of people playing it. I got some some buddies that I don't typically play in video games with, uh, that I got to play with, and the crossplay works perfectly. Yeah, I, I played with uh, I play with Griffin Eiler and Kevin Gehan. There's some names for you, um, but Kevin was in Florida playing on his Xbox, and Griff had a PlayStation, and we could all chat and work and. It's cool that that stuff works, man. Yeah, like it's, it's it, it great. really it really feels like the future, like yeah, <laughs> like to be able to do that. It's insane that it's taken this long, but it is it yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's good steps, and it's dope. good good that something like that big, like Call of Duty, yeah, was like yeah, yeah, we're gonna do that. I agree. So, I, I thought like quickly on gunfight, like I I just was stunned at how much I actually like that, uh, because it's like. It's like the anti battle royale. It's like the answer to what battle royale has become. The complete one eighty to it. It's it's so I I think it's so cool how it's one life, very tiny map, only two on two. Everybody has the same loadout, which is very smart every time. And the loadout changes, so you can and, and that, the loadout cycles. You get to use different weapons that are in the game. That it it's yeah it's. And then I if think, you take too long, it puts that goal in the middle of the map. Like yeah. that that is so smart. I I just I was like, "Wow, this is this is crazy. This is brilliant." <laughs> I think there's versions of that that you can play with more than two people too. Like you can do 4v4 and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, we just played the beta, so I don't know. It was just it was 2 on 2. I think that tactical team stuff is is pretty cool. 
I, I that like that's what makes me think Apex is cool. Like watching people play Apex, I, like I love to. Oh, here they're coming around the corner. They're coming around the corner. Like watching people collaborate. Yeah, I, I think that makes for interesting game experiences. And, yeah, uh, totally. That, that's why, that mode, why I still like PUBG. <laughs> yeah, that mode definitely offers that, and and a, a new. I've even seen some of like Gears Five, like the, them doing that in the arena, that kind of thing. I think has been pretty cool. So. Hmm. That's a game that came out this year. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So, what do you think about Pokemon? I haven't, I haven't, I bought it, but I haven't put it in yet because I've. Been... Yeah, there. It, we're on. We're on the new Pokemon cycle. This is the first Switch one, Sword and Shield. Uh, I I picked up Sword just because the. Because we just, like to the, attack and not defend. Always be the, running. It, and yeah, and it's the coolest looking thing with you know it's like sif from dark souls and amaterasu from akami just the wolf with a fucking sword in its mouth um which is ridiculous but yeah uh i mean reductive it's it's pokemon you know pokemon is still pokemon um i have had such a weird relationship with the pokemon games for the last how many generations but as of now i'm looking forward to continue playing it I beat the first gym. But yeah, what what are you going to say? Okay, I'm trying to frame this in a way that is bite-sized and uh, efficient. Okay. So, if I am coming to a Pokemon game, what is new about it that is good? What is the same about it that's not good? And are the new Pokemon cool? Um... So answer the first one. What's new about it? What do they change that's good that makes it worth it? They slightly respect your time a little bit. Uh, the worst part about the last, I don't know, three generations games was that they always treat the player as if there isn't never played a Pokemon 20 game years worth life. of Pokemon yeah. games. Yeah. And I understand that the core audience has and will always be children. children. I get that. But I just I I just couldn't get over how much the game does not respect your time. It takes fucking forever to get going always. Like it it walks you through every tiny little detail about the game and doesn't let you skip anything, doesn't let you like say, "Yeah, I've already done this, you know, since 1998." Um so this one this one still takes a little too long to get going for my like but it does do some things that are like so great. So like if you if you manage to capture a pokemon which you know is the most basic thing, if you manage to capture a pokemon before the game teaches you, it's like, "Oh, you already know how to do this." And you walk in to um meet like the professor and they're like, "Oh, have you used the Pokédex before?" "Yes." Okay, so it doesn't teach you anything. It's just like, "Here's the Pokédex." And like it does those things where it's like you know what you're doing we're not gonna inundate you with a bunch of text yeah 10 hours of tutorial yeah so like that's really great um it does some really minor time-saving stuff in battles where like if you're going to catch a pokemon and you get it down to low enough health the game just lets you throw a pokeball you don't have to go into the menu dig for the pokeball select yes i want to throw pokeball it does like it does some of these little like they sound so minor. Quality of life like, improvements. But, like, quality of life things that, like, I can't believe it took 20 years for them to figure that out. Well, um, that's cool. That's a, That sounds exciting. 
So that's good. Yeah. Um, I think I think so far. I mean, just other good things. I think it looks really nice. Uh, it's it's really exciting to see. I didn't play Let's Go because I wasn't interested in what they were doing with that game at all. Um, so I didn't get to see it prior to this version. So like seeing the Pokemon world and like Pokemon running around in the world, there's no more like random encounters, which is so wonderful. Uh, it's just, it's just really enjoyable. Like as a longtime fan and has somebody who's been interested in the series forever, like being immersed in that world a little bit more, it's more zoomed in. Everything's 3d modeled. It's, it's on current hardware, even though it's just the switch. Um, it runs nice. The Pokemon look great. It's just, it's just joyous to like look at the world of Pokemon, yeah, um, I, I and run around the world, uh, and like see the scale of Pokemon and stuff. Like that's really cool. Um, I'm re- I'm getting like way more satisfaction out of that than I thought I would. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, it feels it feels like I, I could see it being like a type of thing where it's exciting again to like when you first played when if you first played Pokemon Red and Blue there was like this excitement of oh what am I going to run into yeah. next like what yes. is this thing going to look like and yes. i could i could see that being the case with this and i think i think the last couple generations have just not done that for me because i haven't finished any of those games like i didn't finish X and Y i didn't finish Black and White i didn't finish Sun and Moon and so i definitely didn't play the Black and White 2 or Alpha Sun and Moon or whatever those were called i didn't i just skipped them because i was like don't really care about any of the pokemon <laughs> nothing i've seen really is like that exciting or interesting and i just don't care and this one right now, I, I'm a more interested in the Pokemon, like, currently. Like, I like the starter. I picked Sobble. Um, I actually, when they first announced the starters, I was like, I don't like any of these. And when, I, when it came time to play the game, I was like, oh, I could see myself playing with I, 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 all three of them. You know, like, I'm interested to see what they evolve into. I purposely Why did that didn't change? spoil myself. Just moving, I, just seeing them move around in the three D. Maybe, uh... Yeah, uh, maybe like actually just sitting there in front of me and being like, "Oh, uh, you know, actually, I could like I'm not usually into like the ape Pokemon for whatever reason. I just like don't ever like the monkey type stuff. But um, I was like, oh wait, Grookey has like this little baton, so maybe he'll have some like crazy like big." tree bazooka like blunt weapon as this (laughs) third evolution or something like maybe we'll be swinging trees at things and so like i I was like i started to see the potential of like this monkey this rabbit and this little frog which they've done to death kind of but um there's like nine thousand pokemon at this point i don't know how they could not be like redoing old things and they and they totally are and that's fine like the some of the new ones that are like basically there's like another it's not a Vulpix, but it's a fox, and you know it, it's just another fox Pokemon. <laughs> like, I it's fine. Like, I'm I'm digging that and looking forward to seeing like what's new. I think the new legendary is really cool. Um, they introduce it to you immediately in the game, and it was like a really weird and kind of unsettling scenario. Actually, like I had goosebumps while I was playing, and the music was weird and unnerving. It was it was cool. The game started really weird and then really cool at the same time. That's fun. That's that sounds um, good. All these things sound make me happy. 
as someone yeah. who's excited to play the game. I think uh, I actually think the Dynamax stuff, like the just giant versions of Pokemon, is like again way more interesting than it looks on the surface. Like it just seems like they're running out of ideas, and they're just like, all right, giant Pokemon. Okay, what? Okay, what's cool about that? Well, like they have this open world area in the game called the Wilds. How how novel and unique. Um, in the wilds, there's all of these, like, red glowing things spread around that are, like, challenge-type Pokemon. Um, and you can play the multiplayer. They're raids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you can, like, they, they, the whole concept of the Pokemon raid already exists with Pokemon Go. But and like, it's cool how they incorporated that into the new version. Yeah, of the with game. with this one, I like how it works. Like, if you can't play with friends, it just gives you four, three other random like NPC characters, and you're just literally four against this one giant Pokemon in like this unique kind of setting that the game hasn't done before. I've read a little bit too, like where some of that stuff can get really like granular with how you need a healer and you need a person that's I believe defense it. up and yeah, I believe that stuff it. definitely makes for interesting uh yeah and in- interesting mechanics and depth and that's i just all, don't that's all points to longevity with the game i would say yeah and and actually a problem with the series forever has been what do you do when you're done with it and there has never really been a good answer unless um, you're into competitive yeah fighting. unless unless you're into the competitive stuff so like maybe this is going to be that i don't know i don't know what the end game version of this pokemon is yet um but yeah, the Dynamax stuff is cool, and like I'm looking forward to seeing what that means. Because uh, I because I don't understand if they're like different, if they have different traits or if they have like special higher stats than a normal one that you would capture. Like that's the stuff that would make it the granular part. Like if that would make it worth doing. Like, did I catch this Bonsley that has like way sharper stats than a normal Bonsley in the wild would have? Like, then I want to seek that stuff out. You know. Um, as far as negatives, the negatives is it's still Pokemon. Pokemon is so basic anymore. Um, like as somebody who has played it forever since the beginning, there has been virtually no innovation on the mechanics like at all. Uh, all of that happened in, I think, gen two and three, and it has been the same thing forever. (laughs) Uh, it's not, it's not challenging, like, at all. I, I, I was actually wondering, like, would this game, or would this series benefit from difficulty I, I read that it, it's a little more, it should get there a little bit. Well, they know. always do, they always do towards the end. Because like, I feel like you all had of to the grind games are challenging a little bit sometimes. You what? I feel like you had to grind with them a little bit sometimes. You do. Once you get to, like, the Elite Four and the end of the game, you usually have to do some kind of grinding. And that's fine, but that's not until the end of the game. Okay, so, like, there's 30-some hours of the game where you're kind of just going through the motions and not really thinking, like, tactically about what you're doing. And that has bothered me for generations now. And that's usually why I don't end up finishing them is because I feel like I'm just falling asleep hitting, while hitting playing the them. attack button the whole time. Yeah, like you're just sitting there like, okay, so, attack, 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 attack. Like I know this I know this trainer that I'm fighting doesn't have good AI, so they're not gonna do anything interesting to like counteract me or anything. And it's that's the bummer part, always. So I've I've read specifically that 
this game puts a focus on at least paying attention to your buffs and your debuffs and all that stuff in a I way hope that so. the series has not done before. Whether yeah, that, that is would true, be great. whether that is true or not, you know, we'll see. Now, to counter your argument a little bit, uh, if they would make the game difficult, like from the beginning, and they would require you to grind like the whole way through, as opposed to just at the end, I don't know that that's a good fix either. It's not necessarily grinding. So what I mean is just um, not not being able to spam attack the whole time and winning every fight. Well, well, no, well, think think of it this way. So Pokemon always you could always have a team of six. Okay. That right away means you are almost never going to lose a battle in the whole game because you have six Pokemon to fight with. And and everyone, all the other trainers have three. All the way up until the Elite Four, no one has, like, more than three ever. Yeah. And, like, so, so you, the game doesn't even focus on, like, team composition, making, making decisions on, like, I need my strong guy for for this fight and okay they just threw out their this pokemon and my pokemon that would uh benefit against its weakness is is fainted so like what do i do the the games have never been able to make that work until like the very end of the game that's when the stuff was always hard that's when you have to think about who you're taking into a battle you have to think about your items you have to think about all of the stuff a turn-based role-playing game should be making you think about yeah is for like five percent of the game and so it would be cool if if they came up with some way to like okay you have played pokemon before you are going to have a team of six within the first like two hours of the game yeah let's actually yeah. make it a little bit of a challenge you know the hard like, part it, comes with accessibility if they're trying to if they're trying to have kids play it then you need like a difficulty slider or something like that. It w- I mean, they could make it adaptive. I'm sure. Yeah. Like it's like okay, you're. I mean, games have been able to figure out adaptive difficulty for a while now. So like, and, and some don't do it very well. Some make it too hard, and like it sucks. But yeah, I, I understand the audience that they're going for. It just like they have to know and see the metrics of like plenty of adults still play this series yeah for sure it's been around forever so like of course there are people still playing it that are an adult (laughs) um and they have fucking tournaments and shit so they like they have like it's a big thing like competitive pokemon is a huge deal still and like yeah that that should be a signal that they could make the game more challenging i mean Traditional JRPGs are, like, never easy. Hard as heck. Yeah, so, like, why is Pokemon the one that isn't? Other than, you know, it's Pokemon it's and it's aimed at kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's it's lame. That's the lamest part. And, like, and, and, again, I don't know if I'll finish this game because I'll just feel like I'm, yeah, go, be, I'm going uh, through the motions, you know? It'll be interesting to see next time we meet. Yeah. Not the Death Stranding next time. I don't think you'll finish it in the next week but oh no way no. down the road we'll, i wonder what our opinions will be yeah we'll see so we'll I, have I, more we'll have more for you in the future on i uh, guess just briefly like the other thing i wish the games did was not create this like it's it's both nice but also kind of like um 
what's the word? No, I, I can't think of the word, but like the this utopia that the last couple generations have been in the Pokemon world. There's you want like some con- you want some conflict. There's no the, bad people. The, yeah. yeah, there's no bad people. Where like the first two generations of Pokemon were like fucked up, like they they were sort of fucked up, and like Pokemon is an anime. Anime is very often dark as hell, like it, or at least has some dark conflict going on, even if it's aimed at kids. Why is Pokemon not that way? Like, why did they get away from that? Like, and, and like way too far away from it. So, like, that's the other thing is like the story. I just don't give a shit about at all. So, like, what am I playing the series for at this point? Is like the the question I'm constantly asking myself. You know. I would say the sense of wonder around every corner and that new cool looking Pokemon that you <laughs> yeah uh, that's true you I mean, in the forest it's all it's always it's always new Pokemon at least but yeah yeah Pokemon it's uh I'm pretty sure you know if you want to play Pokemon or not at this point <laughs> yeah <laughs> but is there anything else you played is that about wrap it up I think that's it uh, I can't think of anything else yeah. Think that's think that's an episode. Yeah, it's good. It's good for me. That's uh that's all I got. I'll uh, continue with Death Stranding. Uh, I'll have some some Pokemon uh, impressions for you after I get my hands on it myself. I have Luigi's Mansion that I'll play. Yeah, I want to play Luigi's Mansion. I probably won't get to that anytime soon though. Um, I'm and sh- Star I'm Wars. Sure- just yeah, came as out. I say, I'm sure I'll play Fallen Order at some point too. So yeah, I want to play Star Wars maybe before the next like traditional episode um there's a lot of stuff i want to catch up on before i guess our next episode basically if if i can uh but yeah um i think that'll do it uh like i said at the beginning we'll we'll have a special death stranding only episode so um strandcast yeah uh i think i want to be very clear that i don't want to just tiptoe around a lot of stuff in that game um I'd like to just openly talk about what we can reasonably. Um, so if you're playing the game or haven't played it yet, I, I think I'm making the cutoff chapter three. Is that completing chapter three or getting to chapter three? I would love if it was like deep into chapter three, but we don't have to do that. It's fine. Um, Cause I don't know if you'll get that far. Uh, so just, in, just what I mean, chapter three is like primarily where the game is like, you know, all the systems to the game not necessarily story stuff. So but but some of the mechanics can be viewed as a spoiler, I think. I think um I think I was worried about that talking to even just you guys cuz I've been ahead of everybody. Um yeah. so so that's more what I'm thinking cuz I think it'll be a more mechanics heavy talk <laughs> than than a story heavy talk. Uh I don't know. I love to dive deep, you know. Well, you know me. That, I'm a and, meta and, I'm a meta narrative kind of guy. Well, and the narrative is really cool. I'm really into the lore of the game. So like that that's why I was trying to make a cutoff of like something we can maybe all agree on what we can talk up to. So um we'll we'll I figure think, that out. But I think I'll I'll be there. I, I've been perpetually playing chapter two. I keep thinking it's gonna be over, and then they're like, We got an order for you, we got an order for you, we got an order for you. So Yeah, chapter three is really long. And yeah. could could be even longer if you're not careful. <laughs> so nice. If you don't if you don't do the main deliveries and just keep getting trapped and like leveling up all the other things, yeah, you can spend a ton of time in that game. So, but yeah, we'll talk more about that. 
uh, next episode. And it should be within like a week or so of this one is the plan. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it to you promptly. Yeah. I appreciate your time. Uh, don't forget to check out my wife's blog. I got to tell her, got to mention it, Popcorn Reviews. Every bit of traffic helps her out. Uh, yeah. She's doing big things. She just uh, got back from a trip in L.A. So yeah, she's got that's some, crazy. She's got some red carpet content for you on there, and yeah. uh, it's pretty exciting. So help us out, man. Yeah, that's, that is exciting. Um, yeah, you can follow us with, at With Punish Game on Twitter. That's the best way to reach us. Uh, I'm still streaming, sort of, but not as much as I want to. Twitch.tv slash Lost in a Contraption. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it. Sounds good. Appreciate your time. All right. Peace. Later.